I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. It's a weird fry pod because it's just me and Tayshawn. Tayshawn, what's up? We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built Slamthrow. <laughs> Hey, man, how come all our uh, podcasters keep going to Scottsdale, Arizona? (laughs) It is so weird. It is. And it's honestly not okay. It's really weird. (laughs) I don't think I've known anyone that's gone to Scottsdale for anything before. And two weeks in a row, two different podcast hosts go there for different reasons. What's going to be really exciting is when we're all 90 and we go to Scottsdale together. And Luke and Jay can show us around because they've known the lay of the land for 50 years already. We've been coming to Scottsdale for vacations <laughs> since we were 34. Uh, if you follow Luke on Instagram, you would have seen his Instagram story of him in Scottsdale, <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by maybe 300 beers. Um, Dude, why did he have that many beers? It was. It, I am terrified that we may never see him again. The good thing about Bud Lights is you've really got to, cr- I mean, you just have to crank some Bud Lights down for them to affect you negatively. Uh, well, I, I can see that happening. I can, yeah. I can see it as a possibility for Luke. Uh, follow Luke on Instagram at Sukleavens and uh, follow follow his journey in Scottsdale. <laughs> what a funny Instagram to follow, by the way, because it's just every third day his story is just a picture that he thinks he looks good in. <laughs> oh man uh what a what a weird game last night too for okc they played the kings at home no De'Aaron fox the kings are awful i mean they're they're very bad they're 34 or 24 and 33 heading in to the game they're 12 and 19 on the road on the season you just think okay the thunder just gonna take care of business and nope it felt like they were. This is just one of those games they're just going to lose. They're down nineteen, and the Kings are making everything, and the Thunder are just their offense is sluggish, their defense is sluggish, and you just think, okay, it's not their night, and that's okay. And it was a it was a Kings game. Dude, I feel like every Kings game is like this. Yeah, last year and the season before, the Thunder just lose that game to the Kings. That's what yeah. happens, uh, but not this team. This team is so weird, man. They're just weirdly good. And they're 37 and 22 today. Mm -hmm. They've been one of the best teams in the league for a while. I mean, for a long while to the point where you stop wondering, is this team good? And you start wondering how, how good are they? They're just one Anthony Davis injury away from being (laughs) there. I mean, that statement when you made it that day, Oh, no. I was just like, oh, no. man, that is dumb. Um, but I mean, let's say, let's just take a, a weird okay. journey. Okay, let's, let's go there. Let's go on a weird journey. It starts with the Thunder and the Rockets playing in round one. 
Okay. Let's just say there's something. I mean, everything just goes right, and Houston is is cold from three, and the Thunder somehow win that series. And then they are an Anthony Davis injury away because then they play the Lakers in round two. Oh my God! If AD gets okay. hurt, wait, who would the Lakers play in round one right now? The Mavs? No, they no 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 they play Memphis. Memphis. So they're gonna play like one of the Memphis, Portland. Pelicans, one oh, of those yeah, teams. Yeah. Spurs are still in it. They'll play one of those teams. And they'll crush who, one of those teams. Yes, they will. But out of those three teams, who would you like? If we're going to play them in the second round, we need them to have somewhat of a battle in the first round. It's a, I mean, to me, it's still the Blazers. Because like we, like, we know that because we saw what Dame did to us. Yeah. And he could do that again. And Nurkic is supposed to be back. And so I don't know what condition he'll be in. Probably not good condition. But if he can, if Nurkic can play, that dude is, people forget how good Nurkic is. He is a very, very good player. I, I mean, easily the third best player on that team. And it's not even close. Mm hmm. And he sometimes was, he was he probably was their like, second best player last year for the most part until he got hurt. Oh, for sure. And he was also the future of the Nuggets before they traded him. I mean, yeah. like, before they figured out that Jokic could be something, Nurkic was the guy. Yep. It was, yeah, it was Jokic or Nurkic. Who is it? Who's better? Yep. Yep. And, it's crazy. Yeah. I would also like to see Zion in the, I think it would be amazing for Zion to come back, <laughs> take the Pelicans to the eight seed, and play LeBron in the first round yeah. and get a game out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they could get a game out of it. But I, I would, could. dude, Zion, is is it surprising you how good, how quickly he's becoming consistently good? <laughs> it's, it is and it isn't because they're, the hype behind Zion is, I mean, it's comparable to what LeBron was yeah. when he came in the league. Because there's been, there's very few rookies that are, that everybody's like, okay, I've got to watch them when mm-hmm. they're on. And there's very few like Zach Lowe did a podcast after the LeBron Zion game just for that. Yeah. Zach Lowe doesn't do gamer podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, he doesn't, he's never done that to my knowledge. And so, and he is living up to the hype. I mean, he's been that good and you just have to wonder where they would be had he played all season. I mean, think they, they would, fir- where they would be is firmly in the eighth, eighth seed. Yeah. Not, and they still seven. might, they still might get that eight seed. Yeah, they can get there. It's not impossible. They're six and four in their last ten, and the Grizzlies and Blazers have been so blah. Yeah, uh, well, lately the that are uh, hurt. they could and sneak up there and do some damage. They could totally sneak up and do some damage. <laughs> they really could. Before we move on, I want to take a moment to tell you more about the great things going on at the Athletic. The Athletic is home to four hundred of the best sports writers out there covering every major team in every major league city in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Uh, we've had a ton of writers come through Oklahoma City. Uh, currently, Eric Horn, who does great work. He's got an article about Nerlens Noel out right now that's fantastic. Uh, we also have Brett Dawson, who's covering the, the Los Angeles Lakers now, and he does phenomenal work. And if you have not caught Fred Katz's story on Steven Adams' feet and his shoes and his footwear, you have got to go check that out. It is so great. Simply put, we have the best sports newsroom on the planet. Uh, 
but you don't have to take my word for it. You can see for yourself by signing up for a free trial. Head to theathletic.com forward slash down to dunk to save 40% on an annual subscription. That works out to about $3 a month for total access for some of the best sports coverage in the world. What are you waiting for? That's theathletic.com forward slash down to dunk to save 40%. You have got to do this. Please support the people that support down to dunk. Unlike the Kings last night, who? Uh, why is Buddy Heald not starting? Why is he only playing 26 minutes a night? Why are they only giving him 11 shots? I mean, what is, I mean, what the heck is going on? Corey Joseph plays 35 minutes. Yeah, but that's because De'Aaron Fox is out. I know. Play Buddy. Yeah. Bogdanovich can play point. Let Bogdanovich handle. Don't play Corey Joseph 35 minutes. Luke Walton, you don't have to do that. Yeah. I, um, and then they clothes with Bogdanovich and Buddy Heald. Yeah. Um, it is, it is kind of weird. I mean, Buddy Hill scared me so much last night. I know. Like when they got that steal and he put up both those shots, I think he took two, he took one, three that I thought, Oh no, this is the last player I want taking this shot Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he has that power and Bogdanovich is good, but I don't understand why he's, why he's starting. What is the, what is the reason? I don't know. There, I mean, it's just a mess. Why can't I? Just don't know why you just don't start both. Yeah, you could start both. Play Harrison Barnes at power forward. You don't. Ha- yeah, you're starting with Harry Giles and Bielitsa. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You definitely don't <laughs> have to do that. <laughs> you don't have and to. The, and if they're your best, uh, if like they're not closing as your top five, you're not gonna open up. I mean, I just don't see how this starting five for them is an advantage. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. And Buddy is obviously extremely unhappy. Oh my God, so, I know it's. I don't. I don't get it. I don't either. It is. It is a. It's just so Kings. I mean, it's just so Kings. I mean, I thought one of my bold predictions is that they make the playoffs, and there's just no shot. They just have no chance. There's no way. And it's February. It's uh, we have one more day of February. We've got leap day tomorrow. Um and it's over. Oh, it's also my brother's birthday today. Shout out Ethan. I thought you were going to say tomorrow, which would mean he'd no. only be like 7 years old. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh it's his birthday today. Happy birthday. Wow. Happy birthday, brother who's not going to listen to this. Happy birthday, Ethan. Check it out. <laughs> Um, so something I, I really noticed from the first half to the second half was mm-hmm. the free throw attempts. I think the Thunder only had three or four free throw attempts in the first half. Yeah. Uh, the Kings had 10 and then it completely switched. The Thunder had, sorry, I had it up here. I think they went to the free throw line like 28 times, 29, 29 times. times. Yeah. And the Kings went 14 total. And uh, it just, you could clearly see something switch in the second half, which is very normal for this Thunder team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how this season has been, is you open so-so, and then the third quarter you start to get it going, and then the fourth quarter you, you figure it out, and you close it out. Yeah. They and were it's the, just clockwork now. Oh, yeah. They were in the bonus within the first, like, two or three minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, just which clockwork. Is, which is key. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris Paul is just such a huge part of that. Um, 
he's just so smart and knows like, okay, we got to get into the bonus quickly. Because if they can, to me, if you're in a close game with the Thunder and they can get into the bonus quickly, you're not you're not going to win because yeah. the Thunder are going to find a way to get to the free throw line, and they've made a, a vast majority of the free throws. They're they're a good free throw shooting team, which is a, just another fun, like another just really funny part of this season for OKC is how the free throw line plagued them. I mean, we're at the end of the season saying they would have won 53 games if they didn't miss so many free throws. Yep. And for this team, because the margin is slim, I mean, they may have only been at 33 wins to this point if they didn't make all their free throws and get to the free throw line like they do. They've closed so many. I mean, I feel like we're watching a team from like 2011 or something because it's like they're closing games with free throws and mid-range jumpers. Yep. (laughs) Like ISO mid-range jumpers. And it's just cr- it's just crazy how that is working yeah. every single game. But it does make sense now if you think about how defenses are set up. Now defenses are set up for rim protection and threes, mm-hmm. right? And I it just Chris Paul is getting a switch on a screen and just takes a dribble towards a basket. And these centers and big men are so used to players just going straight at the basket that they take a big step back and he has it and he has a shot off. Mm -hmm. Even if people are used to Chris Paul and this thunder team at this point this year, trying to get that shot in the mid range, I think it's muscle memory now over the past five, six years of how the NBA has been going that you just leave the mid range open because players aren't taking that shot as Mm -hmm. much. Yeah. Yeah. It's this, this Thunder team is very much equipped for the playoffs in a lot of ways because they don't they don't rely on fast break points, which last year's team did. Yeah, very much relied on getting steals and getting on the fast break. But then when the game slows down in the playoffs, where there's less turnovers, where there's you know better decision making, you can't rely on that. I mean, you know how many fast break points the Thunder had last night? Uh, five, three, three. Three fast oh, break points. That's it. And and I think I know which ones they were. Was that not the uh, Gallo and one? That <laughs> oop from Dennis? It must have been, which is a hilarious moment in time that I just thought, that ball is going to sail right over Gallo. And he went and up he, and got it. He had two he alley-oops last night. One from Steve-O and then yep. <laughs> one from Schroeder. Um yeah, I mean, I I would guess that that would be it. And they had 13 points off turnovers, but only three considered to be fast break points by whoever did these stats, which I don't know who did them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, getting to the free throw line was huge. They shot 29 free throws at 72%, which is okay. That's not wonderful. Um, and it's all spread out. I'm looking at free throws now. The highest amount was from SGA at six. Yeah, and that's been something that SGA has been adding to his game is getting yeah. to the free throw line and making free throws and... I mean, I looked at the box score and just at the end and thought, you know, Shea maybe had 12. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he had, he finished with 20 points and it was, it I just was like, I don't remember half of those. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Paul again, he's, <clears throat> I mean, it's just, it feels like so long ago that we just disliked this man. He's it feels so long ago because he's just the most he's also the most consistently good player we've had since God, this feels so weird to say, but since KD was here, I mean, like he does the same thing every single night. 
Yeah, he's extremely reliable. You you know what he's going to bring to the table. You know that he's going to make shots down the stretch. You know he's going to get to the spots he wants to get to, and he's going to make those shots. I mean, he's six. He was six of eleven from the field. He took eleven shots and still controlled the game. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing because yeah. there are very few guys in the NBA that can take eleven shots and still you leave the game thinking uh, and you think who controlled the game who is the person yeah. that controlled the game and you and i think that everybody would say it's probably chris paul yeah and and you look back at past teams and you understand like by the way he is he has to be the only leader on the court like i understand why there was chemistry issues with his past teams yeah and why there were ego issues because chris paul clearly has to be the sole leader on his team yeah. Or he's going to be upset, or things aren't going to work out right. Yep. Um, and you had Harden with him on the Rockets, and then you had, you know, Blake Griffin, all that stuff with the Clippers too. And it makes sense that that we would not like him. And um, I I don't know. He's just been so great. And that was not supposed to be a shot at Russ. The thing Russ did consistently was he played 150 percent every single night. Mm-hmm. The only thing that sucked was it was just such a high variance on uh, <laughs> how that went. Yeah, yeah. shooting. Yeah. Like if that benefited you or not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and most notably in the playoffs. Yep. That is, it's it's very true. Uh, so the Thunder, <laughs> I didn't even think, you know, two months ago, I thought this is not even a possibility. Uh, if the season ended today, which is maybe my least favorite NBA sentence that's said, uh, all the time, uh, they would not have their own pick. They, it would convey to Philadelphia. And so they would get the, the two second rounders um, in place of that. OKC would. Uh, because Miami has fallen apart. Utah has fallen apart. And now somehow the Thunder, um, the only teams that they're behind and and the standings are Houston, the Clippers, Denver, Boston, Toronto, Lakers, Milwaukee, and that's it. That's so crazy because all those teams you just named are legitimately so good. The the best teams in the NBA. And the Thunder <laughs> are are sneaking up into that group. I mean, they sit at five alone today because the Jazz have lost four in a row. And look so disheveled they just don't know what to do they they're benching mike conley then they're not benching mike conley and why are you telling sham sharania that and why is this happening why is this being reported i mean there was a story how how mike conley went home and took a nap thinking that he was going to be on the bench and then woke up and then he was back in the starting what is happening and why are you telling everybody since when is that a story I don't know. Especially about a team like the Jazz. I don't know, man. It is it is very weird, but the Thunder are thirty seven and twenty two. The Jazz are thirty six and twenty two. Uh the Thunder are eight and two in their last ten. The Jazz are four and six in their last ten and losers are four straight. And so the Thunder do have the Bucks tonight, which I think is an assumed loss, but I don't I would guess Gallinari sits and that they have some random injury that they can assign to him Um, Mm. because the Timberwolves were just fine for sitting D'Angelo Russell because he had no injury. Yeah. And so you teams are so dumb. Just give them just lie. (laughs) Well, at this point in the season, you don't even have to lie because you can say 
sore hip, sore knee, sore yeah. elbow, sore left fingers. You know, you can say whatever you want, or you can just say they have a cold. Yeah. Like, like everybody's got the flu. Everybody's got yeah, a cold. Yeah, it's so dumb. You can. You just gave away fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> do you know what fifteen thousand dollars would do to my life? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It would change my damn life. <laughs> and you just can't say D'Angelo Russell has a cold. Yeah. Come on, have yeah. some perspective, just, wolves. Yeah. Or just give the money to Tayshawn next time. Just give it to me. Just give it to Tayshawn. I fine you $20,000 for not giving me money. <laughs> oh, man. The Thunder are one and a half games back of the Rockets currently. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rockets are playing really well. They're also 8-2 and two in their last 10. They've also won winners of five straight. Yep. Um, they look awesome. We've got a TQ about them that we'll, we'll hit here in a little bit. Um, but it's been... It's impressive. And really, I thought the Jazz could stay locked into the top five. Uh, they, they're, I don't know what is wrong with them. I don't get it. I don't get why Ricky Rubio looked like a much better player than Mike Conley the other night. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. It's, I mean, it's like everything we knew about the NBA uh, just doesn't apply to the Jazz at this point in time. Uh, the Thunder sit at 10th in net rating in the league at a 3.1. They're tied with Utah on the season. Their numbers on offense and defense are almost identical. A 111 offense, a 108 defense. 108 defense for the Jazz is 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 bad. That's bad. That's bad, man. They're supposed to be one of the best defensive teams in the league. Instead, they're mediocre. Yeah. You know, the Thunder are at 11th in defense in the league. The Jazz are 13th. That's man. just unacceptable. Uh, the Heat have also been pretty bad lately and fall behind the Thunder in net rating, which propels the Thunder to 10th. Uh, and then in, in offense, the Thunder are 10th at a 111.4. So the Thunder have a top 11 defense. I mean, they're just on the precipice of having being a top 10 offense and defense yeah. in the NBA, which is rare. It's a rare um, thing. Also, did did at some point, and I don't know if you've been watching this, but have we been steadily and gradually climbing in those ratings, or yes. did it spike at one point and then we've stayed there? Yeah, it's been it's been a gradual climb since the beginning of the season, where yeah. they were just kind of behind the eight ball to start the year, where they were bad, and everybody mm-hmm. thought, okay, they're probably going to tank. This is probably where this is going. And turns out the, they're just they just got good. All of a sudden, they just became a good team. And they when they let Chris team. Paul ball, man, they let him ball tonight. They me, hey, they let me hoop. They let him hoop. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird part of the season. I mean, but it is it is the inflection point. It is. I mean, that Sixers game was it. Yeah. It also turns out Since, that maybe that game isn't quite as impressive as it seemed at the time. <laughs> Beating the Sixers. They've won nine games on the road all season. Yeah, that's so wild. You know, speaking of like looking at road and home games and stuff, I was comparing the Rockets and Thunder when you were talking about them. Mm-hmm. And their wins and losses across conference, division, home, road are like almost identical. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the Rockets, because they have... Harden and Westbrook um, 
and they're playing the way that they do and their media darlings that they're that they get more consideration mm-hmm. to be uh, to go through the playoffs a little further. But I don't know. Do the stats show that? The stats show that Houston is better, but the Thunder have a better conference record. And they, you're right. I mean, the record. I mean, they're a game and a half apart. So the record itself, you know, doesn't show. But over the last so since November 28th, the Rockets are seventh in net rating. The Thunder are eighth. Yeah. I mean, it's very close. The Thunder defense is a lot better than the Rockets defense, and the Thun- and the Rockets offense is a lot better, a lot than, better. than OKC's. So, and the Rockets, the Rockets pace is up there too. But this is, you know, I just don't. You were saying you can't rely on fast break points in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an issue for the Rockets. It is. It's and Brian Windhorst said it on his podcast yesterday that this happens every year. You have these high paced yeah. teams. They get to the playoffs, and everything slows down. Everything changes. We saw it last year. I mean, the Thunder were, what did they win, four or five in a row to get to the dream scenario that we had just been so stupid about? Uh, And then they just drop off a cliff, and it's like, okay, where'd where'd the team go? Mm -hmm. This is the Blazers. They're They're not playing the Warriors. This is the Blazers. What's happening here? They lost in five. Yeah. That was so bad. It was really bad. Yeah, the, the Rockets are fifth in pace since November 28th. Uh, and OKC is, I'm still scrolling, 24. It's got to be, yeah. They're not fast. Pace. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, they're playing like they would in the playoffs. They don't really have to change anything. No. I mean, the Heat are really slow, too. The Nuggets are really slow. The slowest team in the league is the Hornets by like quite a bit. Which Yikes. it does not help them because no, they can't that's score. Not what they should be looking at. <laughs> they can't score in the half court. Um, Indiana is really slow. Not that that like correlates to like the best teams in the league because the fastest team in the league is Milwaukee. Yeah, but you have to look at how a team plays based off of their personnel. Yeah, yeah. Like like Milwaukee playing fast in the playoffs makes sense because they have the biggest, most athletic player. Yeah, and like they have Giannis, he's and it's gonna work. Yeah, yeah. They their net rating is since November twenty eighth twelve point nine. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the next closest is the Lakers at seven point four. I mean, it's February the twenty eighth, and Milwaukee have clinched a playoff seed. Yeah, it's wild. It is wild. They have just destroyed the East, and it's yeah. just. And that's a, I mean, that's a part of their fifth. I mean, they're already at fifty games. They've already won fifty games. Yeah, and it's insane. That's a part of it. I mean, that's a part of their record is that they play in the East, and you, the seventh seed is below five hundred. Yeah, and the, I mean, their road and home uh, record is basically the same: twenty six and three at home, twenty four and five on the road. Yeah, that's just superb. Superb. <laughs> it's crazy. They lost eight games. Yeah, eight. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Uh, anything else before we get into uh-huh. some Twitter questions? Well, while we're on the Bucks, I want to stay here. I have a short little, uh, short little segment oh, yeah. I came up with this morning. Oh yeah, it's called "Give This Man Some Props." <laughs> Basically, what I'm going to do is I have two players here. 
And I want I just want to talk about them because I feel like they've been really good this year on surprisingly good teams or, you know, very successful teams. And I feel like they just kind of go under the radar. No one talks about them. And these are players, too, that, you know, if they were in L.A. or Boston or one of these other teams, people would really talk about them and really dive into the stats. So let's go with number one. I'm going to give you a name. He's okay. on the Bucks. He's not Giannis. OK. His name is Chris Middleton. Yeah. Andrew, let's give this man some props. He is 21 points, six rebounds, four assists. On his shooting splits are 50, 43, 90. <laughs> so crazy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and he's a plus 18 net rating. Now, a lot of that's with Giannis, but uh, with a team like Giannis, he's, if he's the best player in the league, uh, he has to still have a really good number two guy. And the Bucks have turned Chris Middleton into an all star and a really good number two guy. And it's just been really surprising, and he's just so solid. He's been amazing. 43, 90 is crazy. He's been he's been amazing, and he's been better than what anybody. I mean, there was a lot of like building up to, to for Chris Middleton to start. Oh, you want to oh. talk about ball? He's I always said yes. Talk about ball. Um, he wants. Everybody talked about Chris Middleton like he was so good early on. Like, oh, this is one of the best guys in the league. You really want to have him? Oh no, he wants to talk ball, mom. Um, sorry, my one year old just very much wants to be in the room with me. Um, Aww, <laughs> I cry when I can't talk ball it's too, very, man. Very sad. It's very sad. Um, but like the ascension of Chris Middleton, and then like the last two years, it's felt like, well, he's not that good. Yeah. You know, like ah, he's just not very good, and he's gotten better, and he's been he's been better than anybody really even understands. I I I love that. I love that one. Okay, so there you go, Chris Middleton. Even though you spell your name K H R I S, so weird. Yeah, it's it's unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. But anyway, it's not your fault. It's your parents' fault. Okay, number two, Andrew. There's another guy we need to give some props to. He's on the Mavs. He's not Luka Doncic. He's not even Porzingis. He's a guy that Rick Carlisle raved about the other night. And he's a guy who has been kind of pooped on his whole career. And this guy's name is Tim Hardaway Jr. THJ, yeah. He's been awesome this Mm -hmm. year. And he's been a big reason why the Mavs have been this good. Mm -hmm. He's been a great number three player. A great guy when Porzingis has been injured quite a bit this year. And and then he's able to fill that role. He knocks down his shots. And uh, he's scoring 15 points per game on 44, 40 from three, 79 free throw. And now his net rating, he's only a plus three net rating, Mm -hmm. but that's a big deal because he's basically been a negative uh, rating his whole career until this year. But he's been solid. Yeah. He's been great. It seems like it's taken this long for him to figure out what his role is. And maybe he just needed to be on a more, you know, a team like the Mavs that has more... uh, cohesiveness and actual strategy it's a a little Schroeder-esque because both are guys that i think people thought oh we've got these guys figured out we know who they are they kind of suck and we don't really like them and they've both been very good for both of these teams this season yep huge reasons why both teams are successes you gotta have the third and fourth guy andrew i say all the time speaking of the the bucks i mean eric bledsoe has been really good too yeah 
Yeah, I mean to to only lose eight games, you're fifty and eight. Yeah, you've got to have a lot of really good players. Yeah. Okay, that's all we get. Did, did we give these men some props? Yeah. Oh, much deserved props needed for these guys. E props even. You wow. From Zanga E props. Oh, cool. <laughs> really cool. That's that's the kind of cool things that I bring to the table. Cool, Zanga. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. All right, let's fire through these. Uh, from at Luke Austin Helms, best kind of chocolate, milk, white or dark? Ooh, God. I've got. I think I'm gonna say. See, I like white the most, but I can't eat white all the time. Yeah, you like white the most. I just think it's the most interesting flavor. <laughs> but you know what? If I'm grabbing a candy bar, yeah. I'll get the original flavor for a candy bar, which yeah. most of the time is going to be milk chocolate. Yeah. You know, I'm not getting the white chocolate Kit Kats. No. Oh, no. 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 Uh, yeah, I would probably say milk chocolate now. I would have said two years ago, dark chocolate. I go through phases. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm back on the milk chocolate face, though. That's where I'm really? at. Really? Now, if you were to buy you know, a bar of milk chocolate, what are you going for? Uh, probably Snickers. Okay. No, let's. I just mean like straight up milk chocolate. Like I'm talking Hershey's bar yeah. or Cadbury bar oh. or like. Do M&M's count? <laughs> sure, M and M's are pretty good. I'll take M and M's. Yeah. And are you getting the minis or reg? Oh, a minis are better. It's so much better. They're way better. <laughs> and you can dump the whole tube in your mouth, and you just chew. <laughs> it's so good. It's the the hard shell candy to chocolate ratio on the much like the Oreo thins. Yeah, it's just a it's, better ratio. This is a this is a definitely an Oreo thins situation for sure. Yes, it is. Uh, this is from at Hoopstalk69. Would it be nice if Ferg had a little nader in him? Hmm. I think I he means, that a, means he means a, a very small Abdul nader <laughs> controlling him from his chest, like on Men in Black. I was going to say, much like the Men in Black yep. uh, little alien inside controlling the person. Yep. Just, just causing him to drive to the basket every time he touches the ball. It's funny because... I don't remember. I just, why has Nader been able to get something to work and Ferg hasn't? Is it just age? I mean, it's experience, aggressiveness. I mean, I don't know. And and maybe some of it is a little bit of desperation because Ferg has this like longer contract and Nader is fighting for his NBA life. Yeah. And he knows it. And Ferguson Ferguson just, I feel like he's got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, outside of basketball. But still, he was really good, you know, in the last game against the Bulls. He was one of the reasons they won the game. And then against the Kings, he was essentially invisible. If you would have told me after the game, Terrence Ferguson didn't touch the court, I would have said, yeah, that's probably true. He played Dude. seven minutes. I just don't remember any of them. And he, uh, there were like there was one time I remember specifically where it went to a timeout and the Thunder was going back to the bench and everyone was giving high fives. Mm-hmm. And no, I mean, Ferg was like very quietly and shyly trying to get high fives and was like, look like not a part of 
what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was just strange. I just really noticed it. I wasn't looking for it even. It stuck out like a sore thumb. It's weird, man. And I don't know if it's a him thing or a team thing. Uh, I don't know. I think you're right, though. I think he's just got a lot going on outside mm-hmm. of basketball. Mm-hmm. And he's so young. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's complicated. This is yeah. like very much like a human issue and not a... It's ba- I mean, it's obviously a basketball issue, too. But it's like definitely like human beings have stuff going on kind of issue um, along with everything else. Uh, from at Paul R. Valentine. The Thunder gives you a unilateral control of the AV in the arena. No stipulations or restrictions. What song or audio clip do you play for the pregame player intros, postgame win, postgame loss, after a dunk, or after the CP3 rip move? You have any Thunder, ideas? Yeah, Thunderstruck every, for every single thing. <laughs> I just think it's like, or if there's a rip move, it just does the part that goes, Thunder! Yeah. That's, why don't they use that? They they do very sparingly, but I think they should use it. Well, I know they use 100%. the song, but I'm not. I don't know why they just don't use that clip. The thunder, thunder. I guess and then you you know you can like cut that song down because you have another part that's like ah, 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 and you yeah. can use these for different things. Yeah, this is right. This is the right answer, and it's and they use the song. They use it after wins. Yeah, but they could do so much more. I just think you can be really creative and I think it would be just, I think it'd be the right thing to do to only use that song for every single thing. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's crazy to not. <laughs> it's crazy. Also, that's my answer. Also the, uh, the smooth criminal, which I need to put on the board are because when we got a new board, I didn't transfer that over. I need to put that transfer back over. So it makes its way back onto the tripod. But I think just that clip of Smooth Criminal would be great after the CP3 rip move. And everybody yes. just knows what it means. And it's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. I love that. I forgot that we used to use that clip all the time. Oh, all the time. It's it's very good and it needs to come back. And it will. It really is. Uh, let's see. This is from Matt Kyle Panabaker. Uh, should the Thunder feel disrespected how little they are being talked about in the media or do we just enjoy flying under the radar? I feel like they're being talked about appropriately. I think right so now. too. Yeah. Um, everyone's, t- I know most people talk about the Lakers of course and the Clippers and the Rockets. Uh, I, if any team should be feel disrespected, it's the Bucks. <sighs> I know. I mean, if this were the Lakers, I mean, it would be insufferable how much they Dude, would talk about the Lakers. We talk. I know more about Alex Caruso than I do about Chris Middleton. That's <laughs> yeah, wrong. That's, that's wrong. Yep. I think that is so true. I think it's so true. It's, and Kuzma is like a uh, he's like a part of NBA Twitter for some reason. Yeah, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know who sh- we should love? We should love Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, there, there's some lovable characters on the box. Nobody talks about how the Lopez twins are both on the box. Dude, that's that is NBA Twitter. Yeah, the Lopez twins are NBA Twitter. I don't I just don't I don't know what it is. I don't is it because it's Milwaukee. Yeah, I think the that's the answer. 
I mean, we got more love. Like Oklahoma City, I know we like to complain about, you know, people make fun of Oklahoma City and whatever. Dude, we have always gotten way more respect than Milwaukee. And Milwaukee no has doubt. championships. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I guess it just depends on who you're listening to. But I've heard a lot about Oklahoma City in the last week in the podcast yeah. that I listened to. Like the No Dunks guys talk about them. Brian Windhorst talked about them. Bill Simmons talks about them. I mean, everybody's talking about them. So I don't, I don't think they should feel disrespected. They don't need to be talked about as like a giant thing that's happening in the NBA because there are bigger things happening in the league. But I think you're right. Saying that they're appropriately mentioned, I think, is right. Yeah. Uh, at Johnny Ho 34, is Adams playing better because of rest or because he finally changed his shoes? <laughs> the shoes thing okay so uh my my friend here robbie bennett mm-hmm. he he and he, i think he's right he thinks that he started the shoe thing he thinks that he got people to start paying attention to him changing shoes yeah because it was like before he said he noticed it at the start of the season and started talking about it now i don't know if that's true or not <laughs> but we'll see <laughs> I don't think his play has anything to do with shoes. I think it all it with Steve. It always has to do with his health and rest. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But I also think some of it has to do with his shoes. <laughs> I mean, he's like, did you read the Fred Katz story on the Athletic? You should go check it out. If you haven't read it, it is just worth the Stephen Adams quotes to go read it. So Athletic.com, you can search Fred Katz and scroll through. It was a couple months ago, I think. Uh. It is worth the read. There are some hilarious quotes from Steven in it, but he essentially just talks about how he would try to get through the whole season just wearing one pair of shoes. And it was these old Derrick Rose Adidas. And it's just, it's a little mind-blowing because uh, one, you play in the NBA, and there's some hookups there with shoes uh, that exist. Uh, and then also you make $25 million a year. And also, the trainers or coaches should have gotten on to him about that. Oh, yeah. It's not like, good. at his size, he's breaking down some shoes quickly. That is not safe. No, no. <laughs> I, I believe it's it's a little bit of both with Steve-O. Uh, from at the underscore Sternlicht, how important is it to start the rebuild before Shea hits his second contract? Will Presti pressure Shea into five fully guaranteed years like he did KD? Hmm. I think Sam would love to pressure him into that. I don't know that there is a world that exists where GMs pressure players into taking contracts like that anymore. Yeah. I think the the player empowerment era is in full swing and the players get to control just pretty much everything. As we saw this past, I mean, if Paul George felt like he had to honor his contract, this would not be the team we would be watching. We'd be watching a Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Stephen Adams, Jeremy Grant team right now. That's who we'd be watching. And this wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about Shea at all. But because the players do have the power in the league, I just don't think that it's, that's a thing anymore. And he may, yeah. take, he may take the full thing. He may take it anyway just because he likes the situation or knows that he's going to be one of the key building blocks moving forward. I don't know. Um, I doubt it, but it's not impossible. But I, mm-hmm. I think that... And that, What do you think about the first part of the question? How important is it to start the rebuild before Shea hits his second contract? 
I don't know how important it is. Uh, does this does this have anything to do with if Chris Paul's on the team or not? It has everything to do with it. Yeah. In my and opinion. If, yeah. I, I think you're right, but um, does Shea's contract? Let's see, like the size of it. I mean, is there is there a number that it's going to be, or is there a a variance, or you know, a sliding scale that it could be? Based on the situation. Um, what do you mean? Like, is he gonna get? I don't know He'll get what max. I mean. He's gonna get the max amount of years. He'll get the max amount of money. Max amount of money. Okay. There's just no, no matter what. I mean, if you're his agent, why would you not? Why would you, I mean? You'd be a bad agent if you didn't. I mean, he's one of the three best players in the draft class. And top ten guys in the draft class get maxes, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the third. I mean, it's yeah. Trey Young, Luca, Shea. Not in that. I mean, Luca, Trey Young, Shea. Like that's the order of the yeah. best guys in the draft class. So I guess what we'd be worried about is if Shea would want to stay here or not. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, it's very, very rare that guys don't take that second deal. That second contract. And I think he will, uh, but I I think that some of it will depend on what kind of team is being put around him here, because mm-hmm. I think he's really enjoying playing with Chris. I think he's really enjoying his experience here so far. But how long does that last? I mean, there's a team option. So he's got a team option for 2021 for 5.4 million, and so 2023, 2024. No, no, 2022, 2023 season is the is the year that will begin his next deal. Mm. So they have two seasons essentially to so the the 2022, which is presumed to be the double draft, will be also the year the Thunder will be giving him a double contract, draft, a new contract, and he'll be up for extension next year. Yeah, next summer. And which, Chris Paul's contract ends after 2021 season. Okay. Wait, that's... No, 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 after 2022 season. 22. Yeah, 2022, yeah. So he's got two years after this one. So essentially the same timeline. Wow, so he can be a young player on a contending team for the next three years. (laughs) For one of the best teams in the NBA for two years. Yeah, Yeah, I still think that it will happen before then. I still think the rebuild will begin before then. Because I do think that there are guys... Not in this draft, but in the 2021 and the 2022 draft, that I th- I think that you want to give yourself a chance to have those guys on your team, and those are supposed to be very good drafts, and so I think that you want to to get one of those picks and it be yours that you can control. So my guess is still that they will be rebuilding and that they will have some kind of running mate for him by the time that his next contract rolls around. It may not be until then. It may not be until 2022. Um, but I think the rebuild will begin before then. Because I I mean, and I think I mentioned this with Alex on Wednesday, but this season could not have gone better for Chris Paul. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing in my mind that I could think, oh, well, if he would have done this better, then maybe his value would be higher. I mean, he's completely rebuilt his image in OKC. All of the value that was depleted is back for him. 
And so you have to wonder if a team is just going to say, okay, we'll give you a first rounder and some, you know, one year deals for Chris Paul, because then you're really, you're paying a first rounder and then you have to pay one additional year. Mm -hmm. Um, And even the the Thunder are willing to take on long-term money. They're not afraid to do that. So they may take on long-term money in kind of in exchange for an asset and for giving away Chris Paul. And then the rebuild begins because when Chris Paul's gone, it's over. But so there's been a lot of things that we've been wrong, wrong about this season. And this, this team has kind of proven things wrong. And there's been a question we've kind of, we've been poo pooing all year too. And it's when people ask, is Shea going to get too good for us to bottom out and rebuild? And we've always said, no, these are the numbers. These are the reasons why, but it, to me at least that question is becoming a little bit more reasonable and Shea this year has become so much better than what he was last year. Yeah. And next year is his third year, which is usually a year that stars really show through. Mm-hmm. You know, they show signs the year before, whatever. And that third year, they really figure things out. And um, playing with Chris Paul, I think, has boosted his IQ and kind of given, you know, a steroid shot to all these different ways to play the game, yeah. uh, experience, all of that. And to me, that question, I think it is something we start to think about, especially if we can't trade Chris Paul. You know, like, what if we don't trade Chris Paul this next summer and he plays with us another year? This team's going to be good again. They'll be good. And that just gives another Mm -hmm. year of really solid development for Shea. Mm -hmm. And then let's say we trade Chris Paul when he's expiring, Mm -hmm. right? Shea might be really good. And like, we might have really good young players on that squad. Steve is still going to be good yeah. if he's still there. What do you think about that? I think they'll suck. I don't think they'll be very good without Chris Paul. Okay. No, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, this is two years from now. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. I do. I do. And But you have also Steve expires after next season. Schroeder expires after next season. Yeah. Well, I mean, are they, I can definitely see an extension for Steven or a new contract for Steven. I don't know that, I don't know that Dennis is going to sign up to be here long term. And I yeah. don't know that the Thunder exactly want him to. I think that he'll get dealt at some point. Um, what if Schroeder takes the starting spot? What if it's like uh, Schroeder, excuse me, Schroeder, yeah, yes. Schroeder and SGA? Yeah. Are starting. I don't know, man. He's been really good. He's been super good. But I, it, it goes completely contrary to the direction that Sam laid out in that op-ed, which I keep having to remind people that this was said, and I don't think it was just said because he thinks that this might be the best way to do it in OKC. I think that he said it because it is the best way to do it in OKC. Yeah. And so, to me, that runs contrary to that because that keeps them like as a pretty good team, like they're pretty good. I don't think they want to be pretty good. I think they want to be great. And the enemy of great in the NBA is pretty good because that keeps you in the middle. When you, when you are in the middle, you stay in the middle and it's hard to get out of that. Teams Mm -hmm. have done it. I'm sure people will tweet at me examples of it. Great. That's not the standard. 
and especially not for a market in Oklahoma City that can't just add players for nothing. Right. I mean, even Dallas, you look at maybe like you can look at Dallas and be, okay, this is a team that's been able to stay in the middle for all these years. But Dallas is such a big market. It's huge. It's a huge market. The no state tax thing is a big deal. And they have Luka Doncic, who is a generational type player. Yeah. I mean, he in three years, I would not be shocked if Luka was the best player in the league. He's 20 years old. He's averaging like 28 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. That's one of the best players ever. No one does that. No one does those things. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Last question from at did Westbrook TD. Uh, this is this is a huge deal for Oklahoma City fans, um, local. It's a this is a huge deal and it's a mess. So I used to use I used to use YouTube TV to watch and record the Thunder and other local sports teams. They just announced that they could not reach a deal with Sinclair, who owns Fox Sports. Okay, what are some options aside from Cox or satellite to catch and record all the games on Fox Sports? Um, and so the, the actual Thunder account at OKC Thunder replied to this, um, which is a first for the down to dunk fry pod. Uh, we made it <laughs> pod questions, but they replied. YouTube TV has decided to drop Fox Sports Oklahoma and it's Thunder telecast. Fortunately, you have other options. So go to keep my for information and switch TV providers so that you don't miss any games. So that's great. I know that Hulu is an option because they have live sports. Hulu um, has live sports. So we know that. But this is such a mess, man. And I know the Nuggets fans are going through this. Um, so you can do AT&T TV Now, which is kind of a, it's a direct TV Now thing where it's, it costs less to have it. You can do Hulu plus live TV for that. Uh, but the options are slim. And cable is so expensive, and I know that people are cutting the cords, which is, to me, it's a, it's a very good thing because it's going to force these TV providers to actually do something. Yeah. Um, but for now, it really sucks. For now, it really sucks because the options are slim. Um, and you, you have to either have cable or Hulu or this DirecTV Now thing, and those are your options for it. Or you don't what watch do you do? Games. Do you have cable? Um, yes. So I have to... I use my parents' Cox account. Mm-hmm. And I have an Apple TV. So I have to run Fox Sports Go on my phone. Yeah. And then stream it to my Apple TV to watch it on the TV. Get a Fire Stick. Get a Fire Stick? Yeah, they're like... They cost like 20 bucks. And you can get the Fox sports go app on the fire stick Ooh, and you just plug it straight in your tv you plug it straight into your tv so if yeah you but do this have, is this is a bad deal though like look at what we have to do to figure out how to watch your favorite team yes that's and a I problem that. for, I actually for Fox I, ha- I have cable but i have it through my parents too and the, yeah because i don't want to i don't want to pay for cable we have other streaming services but if you know somebody who has cable this is definitely an option because you they let you hand out unlimited amounts of devices i guess i don't yeah. i don't know how many there are but it's it's not even close to hitting the limit and so you can get a username and password from somebody that 
has cable and you can you can stream it. And the Fire Stick is the is the best and easiest way to do it. Because we have Apple TV too, and I had to move that to another room because you couldn't get you couldn't download the app, but you can download it on the Fire Stick. Okay, and it's a much better option. So, but it's a mess. This is, this should not be this hard. This should not be this hard. This is your political platform. <laughs> this is my political platform. It's just a disaster, and it's stupid. People just want to watch a basketball game. Yeah, and you're having all these disputes so that people and then people can't watch it. It's I mean it's that's crazy. It's crazy that the Oklahoma City Thunder's account on Twitter had to <laughs> type this in and they're probably copying and pasting it everywhere just like this yeah. is what their job is right now is to send this keepmyhometeams.com um but it's it sucks for people that don't have the option that know either you know a friend or somebody I think another option could be like find five friends and get one Cox account and pay for it and then have the email. Okay, yeah. You know, username and password, and then you can have all the apps. And so you're not having to have the full price on your, on yourself, which is expensive. You can all split the cost. Um, so, but we got to find one, some way to stick it to the man to where We've not, to. not all five of you are paying for cable accounts. Maybe you all go in on one and then you can all have access to all of the benefits of having the account. So Hulu Live Sports, you can get all the Fox Sports Oklahoma stuff. Yes. Even Fox Sports Oklahoma Plus. Yeah. NBC, they have every sports thing. Wow. Yeah. For now. They'll probably yeah. get screwed over by Sinclair as well at some point. <laughs> I right. don't know when their contract so, is up or how that works. but It's interesting because it's reminding me of, it kind of feels like the newspaper industry right now. Mm-hmm. Like these old, this old industry is kind is going down, and so these people here at the last minute, these last five years that this is going, are figuring out loopholes and ways to make a bunch of money to make like cash grabs here at the very end. Yeah, and it's just screwing everyone. Oh yeah, it's and it's money. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's money. This is a, it is a cash grab. So again, options: Directv Now, Hulu. And then get all your friends together and buy one account or find somebody that has an account that will give you an email and password. Those are your, those are honestly your options. And it's not, it's, it's, it's a weird way to have to do it, but it's, it's disastrous that it cannot be easy to just go watch the thunder or go, go on down to your local Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah. Just go to the B-dubs. Go to B-dubs every night. And just, yeah. Ugh. All right. That's and this is a great time for Miffed and Peeved and Taylor. Are you Miffed and are you Miffed and Peeved? Um, these back to backs are are really screwing me up. (laughs) It's hard to get like it's hard to carve out, you know, three hours of two evenings in a row. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just messing with me. And I want to watch both games. I watched last night. I'll want to watch tonight. But there's other things that have to go on in my life. In the evenings, that's when I grocery shop. That's when I do, like, everything else. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's all. I'm just miffed and peeved about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little miffed and peeved at myself. And no one. there's very few people that understand this. And I've already put it out there into the ether. And it's not gone well for me. But I... uh, 
I owe apologies to uh, two restaurant establishments. One, Applebee's. Wow. I've been killing Applebee's for years. Um, I for work I did a I hosted a lunch, and they wanted Applebee's, and I was like, oh, you want Applebee's? Okay, that's fine. I'll order Applebee's. It Ew. was it was delightful. No, you, this is wrong. It was very good. It was uh, cilantro lime rice with some very good chicken sliced on top with some guacamole, <laughs> pico, lettuce. This is wrong. It was delicious. It was great. I know. I know that. I was you two weeks ago, and now I have seen the light, and it was delicious. It was great. I don't care what anybody else says. I... I experienced <laughs> what I experienced and it was good. I'm sorry, Applebee's. Number two, sorry to Ted's Cafe Escondido. It's wonderful. <laughs> You're such an old guy. <laughs> You're such a boomer. Oh my God. <laughs> I now, for some reason, love Applebee's and Ted. More than were, both were good. I experienced both and I am sorry. I am sorry to them. Not sorry to you or anybody else, but sorry to them. <laughs> this is a boomer behavior, man. Is it really? Yes. This Why? Is boomer I just challenge anybody that is telling me that I'm wrong to just go try it. Just if go try it. If you give me 20 bucks, I'll go to Applebee's. Otherwise, there's no, I, there's See, no changing my listen, belief. I know. I was you. I didn't spend my own money to eat at Applebee's. And I wouldn't have. I mean, I was you a hundred percent, but then I did. And I said, this is weirdly delicious. Oh my God. It's I'm sorry world. This, but is, I, this is the hottest take we've had on the podcast. <laughs> in a long time. I, feel, I feel what I feel. I taste what I taste and that's what it was. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> So I have a, this guy who worked for me used to work at Applebee's and there are cooks. He said there was a cook that would put his pus in the food all the time. <laughs> That's what you're eating. Death pus. <laughs>